Hello and welcome to Take It or Leave It. It's a Christian podcast to encourage us all to implement real change in our lives based on the teachings of Jesus so that when the rapture occurs, we may all be caught up to meet Jesus Christ in the air. It's about spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. I'm your host, Madison Santiago. Hello and welcome back to Take It or Leave It. The title of this podcast is Beware because I want everyone to be aware of these warnings in the Bible. The Bible is full of warnings and I want to add that it's not to instill fear in us because we're not to fear man, right? We're to instead fear the one who can destroy the man, including the spirit. Right? Man can destroy our body, but there is only one who can kill our spirit, and that's God. And when I say fear, I don't mean be afraid of God, right? Because God loves us and he wants us to love him, right? That's not that's not the right fear. I'm talking about a fear of reverence, a holy fear. Why? Because God is holy. Amen. Amen. And I want to encourage you before we dive into some warnings here that When you are serving the Lord, when I am serving the Lord, when we are true followers of Jesus, and I'm not even going to say Christianity because I believe the world has made that something different, but when we are following him in our lives, are devoted and dedicated to him, we can rejoice because Jesus has saved us from his wrath, right? And we're going to talk about that a little bit. So the lessons in this teaching, they're going to be good for believers, true believers, but not good for unbelievers. What kind of servant would I be or you be if we didn't warn others of hell? Right? There's people that say, oh, you just need to preach on God's love. Preach on his love. That will turn the hearts. And it is important to preach on God's love because it is so great. Right? And though it is great, Jesus also wants us to be aware of the other things that he says, which does include warnings. It does include knowledge of hell and it does include knowledge of demons and Satan and his tactics. The church needs to understand these things. And it's up to you and me to warn others, right? So for example, have you ever been driving on a busy road and as a car passes on the opposite side, they blink their lights at you? I have that happen sometimes. And where I'm from, they're warning you that there was a cop ahead. They just passed a cop and you were heading in the direction they just came from. So they're saying, hey, watch out. There's a cop, slow down. They warn you, right? Likewise, in the kingdom of God, We can warn one another of what is to come. In my personal opinion, instead of slow down, people really need to hurry up and get serious with God because he is coming like a thief in the night. We must be prepared and ready. We must be prepared and ready. Amen? So if we don't understand the torture and the awfulness and the weeping and the gnashing of teeth of hell... And what God is saving us from, how can we even begin to understand how God loves us? So for those that think you only need to preach on his love, would it not give you a deeper perspective and respect and understanding to understand what it is God really saved us from? Eternal torment, right? So it's important. We need to be aware of hell. We need to be aware of these warnings that God shares. 
I want to read in John chapter 3, verse 36, and it says, um, and it speaks about, excuse me, everlasting life. And it says, he who believes in the Son has everlasting life. And he who does not believe the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. So we learn here, if we believe in the Lord and we live for him, we will receive everlasting life with him. If not, there is still life but we experience the wrath of God. And when we read the Bible, we understand that there is eternal torment in hell. Here's the warning. If you don't believe in God, the wrath of God abides on you. Same for me. If I don't believe and live for God, the wrath of God abides on me. Right? And even in Romans chapter 1, verse 18, I want to share this because we should all be welcoming of the truth and the wisdom that God shares throughout his word, right? We can't just pick and choose verses. Romans 1, 18 talks about suppressing the truth, right? This is ungodly restraining the truth. And it says, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness, right? So don't restrain the truth. Don't withhold the truth, from people. Likewise, if you know that the truth is out there, don't purposely ignore it, right? God wants us to know these things. Amen. We also have Psalms 2 verse 12. It says, kiss the son lest he be angry and you perish in the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are those who put their trust in him. Right, So this is warning us of what we can expect with even just a little of God's wrath. We'll perish. We will perish. But blessed are those who put their trust in him. In who? In Jesus, the one who has died for us. He's made a way for us. Amen. And I want to remind you, Jesus is not coming back to take everybody. He is coming to clean up shop. And what do I mean by this? The Bible says he's coming back and he's bringing a sword. And this can be learned about in Matthew chapter 10. I'm going to start in verse 34 about Christ bringing division. And it says, Do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's enemies will be those of his own household. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it. And he who loses his life for my sake will find it. Amen. So very clear here. The Lord is coming to divide. Right? We cannot serve two masters. Right? We cannot put anything above God. He is truly coming after those who are following him, who are laboring for him, who are worthy of him. Amen? I want to read in Romans chapter 2, verse 5. And I want to stress that there is plenty of opportunity in life to repent. And God is not a respecter of person. In Romans 2, chapter 5, it talks about God's righteous judgment. And it says, therefore, you are inexcusable, O man, whoever you are who judge. For in whatever you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge practice the same things. Right? So I want to pause here. It's not saying don't judge. It's saying 
you're not excused. You can judge somebody in something, but ensure that you're not doing that same thing. Today, the word wants to tell you you're judgmental. You shouldn't be judging, and that's not God's word. Continuing, it says, But we know the judgment of God is according to truth against those who practice such things. And do you think this, O man, you who judge those practicing such things and doing the same, that you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? But in accordance with your hardness and your impotent heart, you are treasuring up for yourselves wrath in the days of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to each one according to his deeds. So there, according to our deeds, according to what we do on this earth, determines our eternal fate, right? Verse 7, eternal life to those who by patient continuance in doing good seek for glory, honor, and immortality. But to those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath, tribulation, and anguish on every soul of man who does evil of the Jew first and also of the Greek, but glory, honor, and peace to everyone who works what is good to the Jew first and also to the Greek, for there is no partiality with God. So again, no partiality with God. He is the most righteous judge. He is not a respecter of person. I also want to stress here that God is a collector of tears, and it's true. Jesus is storing up wrath for those who hate and rebel against his word. And unbelievers store up wrath for themselves, but he also sees the hearts of those who are trying, who are living for him. He truly stores up the hurt. And again, a reminder that when we serve God, it doesn't mean we have a life without trials. We will still have tears, but God is with us. God is with us. And God knows all. He knows our name, our address. He knows how many hairs are on our head. And he sees everything in secret. So even things behind closed doors, he sees it. And likewise, the demons see it, right? We reveal who we are. So I want to challenge you. What do you do behind closed doors? What needs to change? But we can rejoice because we truly have been saved. And in First Thessalonians, I'll start in chapter 5. It says in verse 9, For God did not appoint us to wrath. So God has not created us to experience his wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. So God wants us to be saved. He died for us. That whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. That's what God really desires. He wants us all to live with him. But he also didn't create us to be robots, right? He's not going to force us all to choose him. It's our decision, right? We have free will. I want to read in Romans 5 as well. And I want to highlight that by his blood, we shall be saved. So it says in, I'm going to start in verse 6. For when we were still without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly for scarcely for a righteous man will one die yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die but God demonstrates his own love toward us and that while we were still sinners Christ died for us much more than having now been justified by his blood so who's been justified by his blood me and you me and you we shall be saved from wrath through him so we must be saved through Christ right? If we want to be saved from his wrath, we must live for him. For if we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son. Much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. 
And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we now receive the reconciliation. So because Christ died for us, we can be reconciled with God. We can be saved, right? We can be justified. Amen. And what's so great about being saved is that it's our right to receive blessings. We can expect to receive blessings immediately once we're saved. We're going to see a change. It's going to be an immediate change in our lives. Right? What kind of blessings? I'm talking eternal life, which we've been talking about in Romans 6.23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. We get removed from punishment from sin. We are justified and expected to live righteously. Right? And in Romans 3, starting in verse 23, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Everybody. Everybody falls short of the glory of God. Me you for all have sinned nobody has been born good except jesus christ amen continuing in verse 24 being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in christ jesus whom god set forth by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance god has passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in jesus we have so much to look forward to. We're going to be with Jesus forever, face to face, worshiping him. Amen. Another blessing is we're going to experience pure love. And we've talked in this podcast before about receiving an incorruptible body, right? We're going to receive a glorious body. And we need that to experience pure love from God. If we experience that in our body right now, we would probably explode. And I believe that. And I want to remind you of something we've learned about in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I'm going to start in verse 42. So also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption, right? It's sown in dishonor and it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness and it is raised in power. Again, this is referring to the new body. It is sown a natural body. This is verse 44 in 1 Corinthians 15. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. Amen. So again, God wants us to be aware of so many things. There is so much to come. And there is still time to repent. Heaven is going to be filled with genuine friendships and fellowship forever. There's no pain. There's no grief. There's no crying, no aging. There's no evil, no competition, no name-calling, bullying, no witchcraft. It's gone. There is no opposition whatsoever, just worshiping Jesus. And it's going to be so wonderful. We're going to have a new body. There's so much to look forward to, but it's your choice. Jesus wants you to know that hell is real and you can avoid it through him. In Matthew Chapter 13, verse 41, it says, The Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all things that offend, and those who practice lawlessness, and will cast them into the furnace of fire. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. So again, a declaration a plea. Hear this. Be aware of this. 
There is a furnace of fire and there is wailing and gnashing of teeth. Heaven and hell is real. It's real. There is eternal punishment and eternal life. You can make a change today. And I want to encourage you and empower you. Again, don't fear these things. It's real. But don't fear it. Instead, evaluate your life. Evaluate your heart. Dedicate your life to Jesus today. Repent today. Be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And be reconciled with God while you still can. Amen. Thank you so much. This is Take It or Leave It. God bless you all.